Good morning, everyone. Uh, we're at a, uh, the basement of a 10 apartment building, a co-op in the Upper West Side. Uh, we're in the basement right now, and we're doing a, I'm just doing a walkthrough of the uh, boiler room. Um, so I kind of wanted to give a sense of what, for a part-time position, what to look out for, um, what, to, what to keep your eye on uh, as you do this walkthrough. And so, uh, let's get started. So basically in, in a 10 unit um, building, the boiler is going to be, you know, uh, small because it's only servicing 10 apartments here. Um, so, and things might be a little bit close together and stacked together versus a building, a, a, you know, a large building with uh, many, many apartments. Um, usually those buildings have much, much um, more space um, that they use to build out the boiler. But in, in a space like this where you have, um, it's, it's relatively small building and as more and more things get modded on or fit onto a boiler as the years go by either by you know by code it's required by the city or because of the needs of the building um, you're going to have this space become pretty cramped so i just took a look in there right now and saw that things were a little bit messy untidy and a little bit cramped um, uh, it seems like also they modded the boiler uh, in a way that I'm I'm a, I get a little bit I'm a little bit confused as to how the pipings run. So uh, basically, what you want to do is if you're if you're a, a porter or 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 a beginner, a super that's starting out in a building like this, um, leave the uh, boiler maintenance to the professionals. But there's probably some basic maintenance that you can do for yourself, and it kind of ups your value in the eyes of the building, um, and it, it takes care of you know your one of the things that supers are hired for is to just maintain the boiler, right? Not to fix it. I, I uh, put my mask back on because... Uh, Joe's here. Joe's here. I'm here with uh, Mr. Joe Lopez, who is a board member. Um, and he's also a, a one of the uh, amazing uh, uh, members of the building who's able to, who's always collaborating with the uh, part-time super uh, to help the building uh, work smoother and, and better. and. It's always great to have uh, building members who act, who care about the building and who is able to help the super collaborate on projects and making sure that the building runs smoothly. There's there's certain minimal things that you should know about a boiler. Um, you don't have to look into fixing anything, but you you should you should understand the concepts of of a boiler and you should know what to do uh, to minimally maintain a boiler throughout the year. And you should also know what to do in case of an emergency. I think that's that's the most important thing. So. So we're going to go through this boiler room and basically you have a, the main body of the boiler is here. Let me, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to switch this, switch this around. Here, uh, what we have is uh, one boiler servicing the entire building. So you have, this boiler is now servicing 10 apartments here. If any one of them uh, if this boiler fails, it breaks down, then all 10 apartments will have a problem. And in this case, you also have a water heater here. 
that is connected. So if the boiler breaks down, you have no hot water either. So there's your hot water tank that generally stores the hot water, but it's being heated through the main boiler. Okay. So, um, so, and you see, this is a, this is a steam boiler and 502 is a water-based, a water boiler system, right? Uh, but over here, a hydronic system, this is a steam-based system. So the steam is being generated and it pretty much goes up through these headers and out into the apartments. Um, so, okay, so how do you minimally maintain a boiler? Uh, basically, when you maintain a boiler, you want to make sure that um, you're moving, you're cleaning out the sediments inside the, the boiler and this, this, this uh, low water cutoff over here. So this water feed. So you're keeping the water moving. You're going to be flushing the boiler. So flushing the boiler is uh, really a simple thing. Basically, it's, it's this handle. It's this handle here, this yellow handle. You're going to flush that to get the water and the sediments that's collected in there out. And that water will come out and it'll generally deposit into the sump pump over here. And the sump pump will, if you follow the sump pump, it will go out through the drain. Um, and that's probably the most important thing that you have to do on a weekly basis, making sure that the sediments don't, don't settle and clog, accumulate and clog the, uh, clog the system. So this is the, this is the um, low water cutoff over here at the McDonald Miller. And uh, there's a there's an automatic feed right up here. That's the your, that's your water feed. It's feeding into the boiler through this mechanism. And basically, um, when water is brought into the system, it brings with it a lot of uh, metals and chemicals, and it brings in bad stuff into your boiler that collect that accumulate. And basically, you just want to flush your system with it because that could end up helping ex to speed up any deterioration of of um, uh, of your parts here. So um, what we did was um, we're, we're about to flush the boiler and there's a sight glass behind here. I'm going to put this over here. There's a sight glass behind here uh, where, the, where it kind of shows the water level. That water level and it just dripped a small bit of water so I'm going to have to tell the boiler technician about that. Um, but this is uh, your sight glass, which is uh, which is going to help indicate uh, whether you have a proper water level inside your boiler. Exactly. It should be it should be roughly around the middle. Is it okay? It's okay. Uh, the only thing I noticed with this is it seems like it's shaking a bit, and there's water dripping on the outside glass, so it might need to be tightened. I see where water is coming out. All right, good. So we need to just mention that. But um, over here, so. Uh, in your sight glass, you want to make sure the water level is always maintained there. If the water level is ever creeping up, and ever is near the top, that's no good. Once the water goes up, it means that it's going to go into your boiler system and, and flood your radiators in the apartments above. Never want to have the water creep up. And you also don't want to have water creep down where you don't have any water in the sight glass. So when you flush it, that water level is going to go down. Yeah. And then when you close it back up, it'll fill back up to the right level. If your feed, water feed is not working correctly, then it won't go back up. It's not gonna go back up or it'll go up too much. So when the water, both of them are, are pretty bad because what's gonna happen is that if you, um, 
if there is a if if the water doesn't stop and keeps on going, it's going to flood the radiators upstairs. The water will come out of the air valves, wherever it can come out. Um, if it's too low, it'll cause a dry fire, which means there's no more water, and it'll crack your your boiler system. So and you would automatically just shut down the boiler. Yeah, you would shut down the boiler exactly. And you would do that by. Uh... Oh, okay. So I was actually going to go into that, but we'll do it here. So basically, if if Let's say your water is... Say I call you with a problem, you diagnosed it as just too much water in the system. Right. We should just shut down the boiler entirely. I come here? Yeah. So, well, not here. I'll show you where to go. We go, if the water, let's say, is is creeping up or creeping yeah. down, because what happens when you creep down and well, there's the no water? There's danger that you might you lose your boiler if it cracks. Yeah. You have to go dry fire. Right, dry and, fire. With, and it'll be heating without water. It'll crack, Very dangerous. Can crack the uh, cast iron. Yeah, you could lose your boiler. Right. Uh, there is a automatic shutoff, like a safety shutoff. So if, if is that, it the red switch then? No, this one actually. Just to let you know, this. So let's say, just going back. Let's say you want to shut down the boiler system um, because your water's creeping up. Basically, you're gonna shut this down. So, so this the controls the power to the boiler. Yes. So this is the best shutoff. Yeah. So this is going to shut down the pumps. You're going to shut down everything. And there's no danger in turning it off. There's no danger in turning it off uh, because it shuts down pretty much everything. The only thing is that now you're you're without a, a functional boiler. So if yeah, you're until the workers come. Yeah. Until the guys come and they can fix that part. So whenever I'm told shut down the boiler, you don't go here. Well, this will shut down the boiler. Yeah, but. Right. That could should be more safer. Well, this the the reason why let's let's do this. So just so, just to show everyone, this is the shut off for the gas burner. This will definitely turn off your burner and shut your boiler down. The only problem is that your pumps can be still be on. That's why it's safer to shut it over there. Yeah, but the only reason why it might be better to turn it over here too. Let's say you have too so much water. Both? I would say this. I would say this as I'm thinking out loud. Let's say you're boiler has too much water, right? Now you're gonna have to drain this boiler as an emergency. That If you turn this off, most likely, if you turn the switch off on the outside, most likely oh, it'll turn, it'll the, turn it'll off turn the sump off the, pump, yeah. right? And you want that on. You want that on. So when you drain the boiler, you want this pump to, to feed it on the outside. Now, if whoever set this up um, did it intelligently, then they would have uh, connected this to a different circuit. So if you turn this off on the outside, and the entire room turns off, then at least a sump pump works, but um, that may not be the case. So what you want to do is sometimes you can just turn this off and then the sump pump will keep working. Now this, this should turn off the pump as well, but you have a separate um, switch for the pump down there. So if you said to me, flush the boiler, I would come here, pull this handle up a little bit, put it back down. Right. Man, this used to this used to be up front. This is so inconvenient now. Yeah. I see the water dripping. Yep, on the side glass. Yep. And it's somewhat in the middle, maybe on the lower middle. Right. So it's normal. I think that's normal. It is normal. Yeah. Um, Doesn't have to be exactly in the middle. Right. And it looks clear, because that's another thing. You want the water to be clear in the tube. Yeah. Even though the tube is dirty, I could tell the water is clear. Right, right. That's, that's the most important thing. You're a good teacher. <laughs> and um, this should be treated, actually, as I'm talking. 
the ship, you know, is there someone that comes and treats the boiler, just, just puts chemical treatment in the boiler to clean it? No, no, this is actually an outside company should be doing this. And how, how often? Uh, probably once. Well, well this is a, uh, I mean, generally you would have it at least once a month, but there might be other, I mean. We're not doing that here. Okay. Um, and the other thing that we want to do here is um, some safety checks. So basically, sorry. So some some safety checks that we're going to do here. And this is something that I think you're 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 just making sure that the boiler is working um, uh, properly and that it'll shut off at the right time. There are certain things that can happen with a boiler that causes it to kind of go out of whack. So basically, this is one. Uh, this is your pressure relief valve. And it will, when it's too much pressure that's built up in there, it'll, it'll release water into the system. Um, you just have to make sure that this pin goes up and down smoothly. Um, when you're doing that, what are you checking that this pin is working? Yeah, so that's all. That's it. Because just, sometimes it gets stuck in this position. Yes. So, so we just want to make sure that it's working properly. It looks um, like you, a new piece, also. Yeah, it looks like a new piece. And remember when we turned on the boiler before, the, and the, it was the, the water actually came out. So when you lifted it, water released was released from that from that valve, and that water will go down into the system, back into the into the sump pump. Uh, so the other thing also is that you want to make sure that your your boiler. This is your this is your control panel. Control panel, and you just want to make sure that your control panel. Basically, uh, this is an older model, so this is a, uh, your heat timer company, but this is one of the first, one of the early models, um, but it's still, if it's still working, it's great. The only thing is that if it breaks down, these parts are hard to get and they don't carry them. So if you can't find a technician who happens to carry those parts, you have to just replace this, upgrade this with a new one, and they're quite pricey, it can be a couple thousand dollars. So. Good thing that this is working, but um, basically, should, should we ask the house plumber if he has the parts for that just to be curious? Uh, no, usually because there's so many parts, you, you're, you're talking about different parts, mechanisms inside. Right. Um, sometimes you might be lucky to have a plumber or a technician who has old whole things that they don't throw out. Things that just that's what I mean to ask back. him, if yeah, to see, and then they could pull parts off of there. buy it from him or keep him on the side, <laughs> right, right? That's actually a great thing, yeah, a great way to uh, keep, yeah, that's how they have the Cuban cars running the way they do from the 1950s, <laughs> salvage the uh, salvage the old parts, the old parts, okay. So, um, you should know how to maintain the boys. So, I'm going to bring the camera around here, and and uh, so basically, um and this old system is pretty, pretty uh, apparent. You have a summer, winter here, which is uh, we're in winter, so we keep it on winter until May thirtieth. Then we can turn it back to summer, right? Summer just means that it's not going to fire up the boiler and give out steam. However, to to convert the operation of the boiler from winter to summer, you definitely have to call the plumbers to come in and they make an adjustment, right? Because that's uh, what we do. Here. Yeah. Yeah. So what they deal with something with the boiler itself. It's right. not enough to just do that. No, no, not enough to just do that. Um, th because uh, sometimes you may have special procedure to switching the boiler to it. To I think to that's what we have. Uh, yeah, summer to winter. <clears throat> so 
over here, we're going to switch this back in summertime. Um, so the basic lights here is that, you know, weather calls for heat, turns red. Um, so that means the boiler should be running at that time, which means that the heat is being called because it's too cold outside and it's, it needs heat inside the building. Heat circulation establishes that it's reached the uh, uh, threshold temperature that you set for this for the system. So once it reaches, let's say, 69 or 70, it'll stop running and it'll, it'll indicate that it's, it's established. So it'll um, be kicking in and out. I'm sorry? It'll be kicking in and out yeah. as the temperature drops. That's the temperature. So the lights will switch from uh, switch statuses. Yeah. Then you have um, your day thermostat. This is where you you set the thermostat for the day. This is where you set it for the night on the other side. These are your your basic settings for the boiler that keep your boiler um, that lets your boiler know when to turn on and off. So I'll tell you over here where it's 60 degrees, it will say um, the boiler will turn on when it, when during the day it reaches below 60, the boiler will turn on. But over here where it says 55, for the night setting, which is a little high because it's generally 40 something degrees, it will say that the boiler will turn on at night when it reaches below, when the temperature is below 55. So can we lower it to 50? We can lower it to 50, yeah. sure. So it's been pretty hot at night. Okay, so we can change it to 50 because basically what you're saying is that you're telling the boiler to wait five more degrees until it gets colder before it turns on the boiler, right? And you, the, the difference between day and night is gonna be this middle thing. And this is something that I wouldn't touch. No. But basically when you turn this, you're setting when the, when the night is and when the day is. Cause right now you say day, but you don't know what time it starts. Night, you don't know so what that's constant. You don't need to change that. You don't need to change that right. unless you're deciding that your night's going to be a different period. Then so that's very yeah. that's rarely touched. Right. So because your your night is generally from ten, I think ten p.m. to six p, six a.m. and then it becomes day. So let's say someone's like, I don't want my heat to stop, or let's say I don't want I want my day setting to go into 11 p.m. then you would do it from here so it is actually you you are actually actually able to adjust that but you just you it's don't just want to yeah. yeah so we have the heat adjustment here so heat adjustment you have two knobs one on top of the other so you have one knob over here one knob in the back and basically what that knob does is it these letters pertain the higher in the letters you go the hotter it is the hotter the output so you're going to do your finer finer tweaking with with this so let's say we already did that we went from f to e we went from f to and e and i think the the day setting is also very high isn't it the day setting is high so yeah. usually g and h is kind of a high setting yeah but i always say i don't uh, uh um a super often is in a position to touch that but if you're not sure leave, leave it to it the boiler te so technician yeah we're basically getting more heat at night than during the day, so we should leave it alone now. Okay, so let's leave the heat by there, and then we'll leave the. Uh, That's fine. The night we'll turn down the night just a bit, which we did, right? Um, and I think that's that's and there's other stuff here like this heat heat system sensor, night thermostat temperature over here, but generally you don't want to you don't want to mess with anything yeah, unless sensitive. you know for sure. Yeah, and and this training session is not is meant mostly for part-time supers who are just starting out at the building. You know, just know that you're supposed to do this, but if you're not familiar with it, 
talk to someone, uh, mo uh, probably the best candidate is the boiler technician first. But what we are going to do is one thing that is here, which I use for a lot of troubleshooting, is this automatic to manual, which means that even if the heat circulation is established here, and you're and there's no need for the boiler to call for heat, um, I'm gonna I'm, I can still force it to come on, right? So when you press this, the boiler should come on. If it doesn't come on, there's a problem. Okay, so. The reason why I'm going to force this boiler on is because I'm also going to basically um, the reason why I'm going to turn that on is because when you turn off or touch certain things, the boiler should turn off on its own as as a safety. Um, so we're going to simulate when you when I do this, it's not going to be for troubleshooting. It's only going to be for testing whether these safety com components work. This should be something that the super does on a you know on a um, on a regular basis. It should be done according to this paper uh, once per week. So let's do it. Let's turn this on. The boiler should turn on. There we go. The only time it doesn't turn on is if there's a pressure, like a pressure, if it's too much pressure already and the boiler is forced to turn off. I, I, there may be other safety things that keep the boiler off. In general, it should turn on. So the boiler just turned on. And we'll just wait till it kind of builds up. And the boiler should turn off when you flush the boiler, which is something that we did before. Turn off when you flush the boiler. Yeah, it should trigger off as a safety. Because basically, the boiler shouldn't be on when there's water leaving the system rapidly right because that should self defense mechanism. it's a self-defense mechanism correct okay so let's uh you want to drain the water we're gonna just do it as a, as a safety just to make sure the boiler turns off there's other things that should turn off as well pumps should turn off when um uh when the boiler is uh is flushed can you look at a boiler and tell if it's got some years left in it or is it, if it's in dying or i think i think it's hard to tell yeah. uh for an average super especially a super yeah. that's beginning but um it's more by the behavior but it's more by the behavior and i would say in this case you definitely want to ask the technician the boiler technician to come in so it's, it's uh, boiling, it, right now it's firing up the water. And uh, does this affect the temperature of the water in here? This just went down, I just remembered. Uh, actually it went up. No, it, oh, it went down, it I'm went sorry. Down. It went down, yeah, so it does, because remember that this is only a storage tank. Right. <clears throat> this, is, this is heating this. It's heating it this way. And you don't want this to be all the way over here. Uh, that's too hot. Yeah. So you would, you would, uh, you have the thermostat here set at 150, and so that's that's actually uh, regulating the uh, temperature inside. So um, it should go back up. Yeah. Right. And as it as it goes back down, what it'll do is it'll it'll call to it'll relay the information over to the boiler to start heating the water up again. 
So basically, the pumps that you have here, in case anything happens to your pumps, by the way, you water and you drain out the water system. You do want to make sure that um, these pumps are turned off. So you have a switch over there. You have a plug over here for this pump. You want to make sure that these are turned off because if there's no water in those pipe in those pumps and it's still pumping, you could burn out your your pump. So we're kind of we're forcing the boiler to turn on. So it's acting perfectly. Right now, what we want to do is we want to turn the water. We want to flush the boiler and see whether it turns off, the boiler turns off. Right. Right? So we want to flush the boiler because that's very we, important. We want to drain the boiler right. and make and sure you that. want to make sure that it recognizes that it has to turn off. Exactly. So let's try this again. Okay, your flashlight. Yeah. This goes on a bike, I love it. Oh, my bike, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I guess I put it in here. Ta -da! <laughs> you want to look at this water? Is that that's kind of getting clear? Yeah. That's clear now. Yeah, that's pretty clear. Okay, good, perfect. I gotta be, I'll be honest with you, that tube is so dirty, I really can't tell. You, you're, you have a more professional eye. Okay. No, it's fine. It's at the, it's at the right level. It's at the right level. I think I see it, but... So we kind of felt the water feed's working. You have an automatic water feed that is feeding water into the boiler. When that water goes down, it keeps it at that same level. The boiler did turn off because I don't hear the, the the flames anymore. So we went through flushing the boiler. Right. We went through um, uh, how, to turn the boiler off. how to turn the boiler off. And you have a switch outside the, uh, right on the this boiler is, itself. This is the, this is the turn off of the burner, but by turning that one off, you might be uh, inadvertently turning off your pump. So right, right. For, and, the, for the moment, it's best to use this button. Yeah, for the moment, it's, it's probably best to use that button. Um, I'm trying to think of what other reasons. Sometimes you want to do it because just to make sure that everything is off. You know, if, if let's say you there's a... Uh, no, hit that, hit that one. Just to make sure that everything in the boiler room is off. There might be an instance where you just want to turn everything off. Um, it may also be because if this thing is still working, it may be... Um, uh, you may There may be instances where you may want the brain, this is your brain, and your boiler off at the same time. So these are all questions that maybe you could jot down when you come when the boiler guys come to find out if that in fact turns off the pump. You know, the we, water we, on the, we could on the, actually do it now. I mean, um, yes, now. yes, you could technically just turn it off, fill the boiler, and see what happens. Uh, I'm just, I, but I okay, know. this is like <laughs> okay. You have an issue that's outstanding, and I don't want to add to it. Yeah. So we made sure that the. Uh, Pump system worked, the burner operation checked, low order cutoff, uh, tested drain, safety valve was tested. Let's pull this up. And your issue is? My issue is that, uh, let me just check this out real quick. Just that safety valve tested, gave low order cutoff. So we, we, we drained the sight glass. Yeah. We tested the low order cutoff. 
um, because it filled back up to the original position. Um, the burner because operation. There's no water there. Right, there's no water there. Um, and the well, safe, that the sump pump would kick in only after the water has reached the top, though. It would reach a certain level that you set with the pump, and then it would remove that water. So, there, so that's set on a low level? Yeah. Yeah. So right now... Because at one point, there was always water in that well there. Yeah, yeah. That well, that could have been... They set it up at a higher... A couple different reasons, yeah. But that's... that's and you have to have the... Um, you have to have uh, a hot water sump pump always. So if someone... Oh, yeah, because this is all it, hot water. Right. And so that's a hot water sump pump. Right. So in case something's broken and you constantly have water filling that, if you have a, a regular sump pump, it's gonna work for about 30 minutes and it'll freeze, it'll shut off. And then you, your boil, your room will get flooded. So you just wanna so make I should, sure that, that... That should always be like that, empty. If I come in one day and I see that there's water in it, I should call you? Yeah, and what we would do is maybe there's something that's blocking the float. You know, sometimes things get in there. Because There right was now, definitely a moment when I would come in and that would yeah. be always full. We, you, we, just one of the first things I noticed is that this room needs to be cleaned out. Yeah, completely. and we pay you extra, don't worry. So I think what we need to do is to make sure that this room is cleaned out because anything that is swept into that pit with the water is going to clog yeah, that. Yeah, no, all this is pump. unnecessary. The, the plumbers right. come and they leave this stuff here. Right. That's not. That's not cool. Right. So, th so that has to be uh, yes, cleaned out. Yes, we'll have Wilton do it when he can or you, whenever. Right. So we'll 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 um, get, and then we'll make sure if it's ever blocked. Basically, what we're going to do is just go in there and see if there's anything blocking it. Remove that. Uh, remove whatever's blocking it, and it should work again. If it doesn't work, and and electricity's on, then it may be it may be a goner. Unless there's a, a sump pump expert out there that can probably atlas, but it's worked probably. So the last part that we're going to check here is the sump pump. So uh, okay, so we are at a a sump pump that has apparently uh, filled up so we're just making sure that the sump pump works so we're going to test this it's a hot water sump pump um, that, that you know uh, uh, can handle very hot uh, temperature of the water otherwise if you use a regular sump pump if it takes on hot water that comes out of a boiler when you're draining your boiler it's going to end up um, seizing your your pump and uh, so this is actually designed for hot water. So um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to grab a stick here. So basically how this works, how uh, this pump works is that there's a float all the way on the other side here. And there's the float. And basically when, it, when that float uh, rises with the water inside this well, it's going to trigger the sump pump to, to come on. So that's generally what you want to do. You just want to raise it. There we go. So the water has to be this high in order to, for it to be triggered. So the water's not high enough to trigger the sump pump. So that's one of the reasons why you've seen the water here all this time. So it has to go up more in order for that, that uh, sump pump to trigger. And the reason why they have uh, do that is that, um, uh, well, the purpose is to collect more water in that before well it, before, before it, it starts activated. to pump. Yeah, before it gets activated. And um, 
The super's job is to just test that to make sure it's working properly. There's nothing blocking that water. There's no, you know, sometimes like uh, glue traps can, can go in there and clog that sump pump. So you just want to make sure that the uh, sump pump is free and clear of, of these uh, obstructions so that the sump pump works correctly. And uh, the reason why you saw the water down, the level down, is most likely because it evaporated with the heat, the hot room. It, water just eventually evaporated and uh, whenever you come in here you just turn it off for a few seconds so you're not going to fill up the well like we did. You're going to flush the boiler for a few seconds so okay so thank you Joe. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Thank you Joe. All right.